Good morning or good afternoon, wherever you happen to be when you're watching this and welcome to another episode of Align with Lina. Today, I am super, super excited to have a friend. This is a blast from the past. Uh, we met about 12 years ago and it has just been a fun, fun journey for me watching him and following him because he truly is one of those people that I consider um, somebody who truly is aligned head and heart and walks the talk. So today I am super excited to bring another guest that I know is going to inspire you because he's an ordinary person who just like you, just like me, has undergone an extraordinary spiritual awakening and his favorite thing to do, which is also my favorite thing to do, is to share the good news of how we have come to alignment with the truth of who we are. So please join me, everybody, in welcoming um, my sweet, beautiful friend, Ash Reese. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. The energy just feels amazing. And I feel so grateful to be here today. Thank you. <laughs> well, there are so many things that I want people to know about you. But I'm going to start with uh, the same question I start with everybody. So ah. we'll, we'll get the conversation started there. And then we're going to branch off. Fine. So tell us, when, how old were you? What was going on when you began to realize that there was more to life than what you had been taught. You had some kind of a of a gnawing inside of you. There was like an inkling of there's got to be more than just this that you had been conditioned to believe it's it's all life was about. When did that start for you? Yeah, well, I mean, I have to give props to really crunchy cereal. Isn't <laughs> 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 it wondrous how... <laughs> this moment uses everything. Everything, everything. serves. <laughs> for Byron Katie, it's a cockroach. For this person, it's something else. I mean, it could be anything. It could but be anything. I was six, I was six years old um, at a new school in a new state in a new moment. My parents were getting divorced. And I was miserable and sad and depressed and a little six-year-old didn't want no one to talk to him, didn't want no one to see him. So I got to this new school in South Carolina. Um, I was living in Miami Beach before we moved to South Carolina. Um, and it was an abrupt move. You know, my mom was like, we're leaving. <laughs> and so I, my whole world was like, take just like ripped out from under me. And I'm in this new school. I didn't want no one to see me, talk to me. So I remember going to the, I was in the cafeteria. I got my little tray. I sat in the darkest, the most obscure corner of the room. Um, I was hypersensitive. I didn't want no one to see me. I wanted to be invisible. I opened up my cereal, the frosted flakes. I opened up my spork and I went. <laughs> and I remember those sporks? <laughs> the spoon fork combination. That's right. That's Genius. Right. Genius. I know. <laughs> I wonder who channeled that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I took a bite of this frosted flakes, and they were so crunchy. It was like this thunderous sound that I swore that everyone was going to stop what they were doing and look at me. So, um, you know, when you're kind of six, you're still a lot of, you know, a big part of your world is imagination still. And so I imagined that everyone stopped what they were doing and that everyone was listening so intently that their ears popped off of their heads. And then I imagined that their ears had wings and they were flying around the cafeteria 
And then, and this is all in an instant, and then I imagined that all these ears somehow knew the ears had an intuitive knowing that they needed to rush to the center of the cafeteria. And the moment that all these hundreds of ears of all different shapes and sizes rushed to the center of the cafeteria, um, a giant ear was formed. Mm. And the moment that I imagined the giant ear, there was a little bit of a pop in my experience. And I was no longer experiencing the moment through the filter of six-year-old little Ash. Mm. There was an opening. And the way that the six-year-old little Ash interpreted it was, oh, every ear makes God's ear. Mm. Every mouth is God's mouth. Every nose is God's nose. Every eye is God's eye. Every hand together. All of this together is is God experiencing itself. And um, and there was a, there was a, a, a relaxation you know the, de- the the sadness the depression just kind of gave way to this awe and wonder and um and then i got to uh hold on to that because i loved music and yeah. singing was such a big part of my life so anytime i kind of was in a space of panic or fear or anxiety um with music and with the awareness of a big ear that's here, I could always find that quality of listening yeah. where everything was relaxed and everything kind of was subsumed by some kind of loving presence. And wow. at the time I called it God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How mm-hmm. beautiful that you were only only six years old when when you had that that um that knowingness. Now, for me as a child. Mm-hmm. I don't remember moments of having those connections. I do, when I look back, remember lots of experiences where I felt very connected to all of life. I used to love to catch salamanders. Um, I grew up in the Caribbean and the Dominican Republic, and salamanders were everywhere. I used to love to catch them and hold them and touch them. Yeah. And so I felt very connected to all that is through through the the touching of the salamanders. That's beautiful. Um, But it wasn't until I was 41 when my mom passed away that I began the the spiritual journey in earnest. Yeah. Share with us, what was it like for you to have that experience? Oh, how sweet. So thanks, Spence, for joining us. Love having you here. Um, And you're watching from your hospital room. So I'm so glad that that we get to bring a little sunshine into your hospital room. Yay. Hello, Um, Spence. (laughs) You're going to get lots of sunshine from this conversation with Ash. But, you know, you've you've been a teacher of spiritual truths. So you know how... Every single one of us is moving through the letting go of conditioning that tells mm-hmm. us that we're not connected to God. But here yeah. at six, not only did you know that everything was connected, mm-hmm. but you knew God was part of it. Mm-hmm. So what was it like for you from that moment forward in terms mm-hmm. of keeping your connection? Did it stay? Did it leave? Did you have to reconnect? <coughs> what, what was that like for you? Yeah, I love this question. And I feel very fortunate because I feel like that moment kind of gave me a little bit of a buffer for the world that I was experienced, the world that I was exposed to, um, especially being a little gay boy in in the South. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> okay, I know. 
You're a you're a brave little soul, by the way, okay. to choose to come in gay and in this out. <laughs> okay. Goodness, but gracious. <laughs> and so it kind of allowed this this buffer there, um, where there was the sense of this recognition of this love. Um, fully present and so unconditional. And then to be in various churches or various activities or hearing different um, family members, whether it be maybe uncles or, or friends of the family, have all kinds of negative and nasty things to say about um, people that, that were gay. And, and I had a really strong sense that, oh, wow, these people have no clue what they're talking about. Like bless their hearts, so that 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 that, that was, <laughs> um, yeah. So I I didn't really kind of take that on as like, oh, I'm bad, I'm wrong, um, I'm I'm an abomination, I shouldn't be here. There was a strong sense, I think, after that experience of like, ooh, uh, I know what love is, and it doesn't. I don't care what anyone older than me says. Um, and, and, and I can celebrate this love. It was very interesting because in my family lineage, my father was in the closet, um, for his whole life. And I found this out after he passed away. So, you know, life really, um, gave me all kinds of opportunities to deepen and to question and to explore. Um, when I was 12 years old, my father was diagnosed with AIDS and that was a huge moment for the family, especially in 1987. Yeah. Um, a huge moment for the whole country and and and, and for the world. And uh, especially, was, was he uh-huh. was he gay in terms of was he out as gay he at that time? Not, no. Oh, so it's probably even more shocking. Yes, he never came out of the closet, and um, I I remember that there were some stories made up about how he, he contracted it, yeah. and. Um, but, you know, me being, there's, there's a saying in Spanish, maybe you've heard this one before, that says, ojo de loca, no se equivoca. <laughs> True. Muy verdadero. <laughs> Which a way of translating is like, I am the queen, don't miss a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a little gay boy, I kind of was like, I think my dad is like me. Your gaydar. Um, my gaydar was up, mm-hmm. even though it was never talked about until until um, dreams that I had many years later. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, yeah. we've got a couple of people watching, um, Isabel and Spence, that I know both are parents of, of young children. And these are children who are, you know, these, these crystalline children who are very uh, connected, wonderful. very um, in tune with truth. Mm-hmm. Share what you might remember <clears throat> from your perspective as, as a six-year-old boy that yeah. was so in touch with not only the love that was inside of you, but also in touch with, with you know, your, your bullshit meter. You could sense yeah. when people were not telling the truth because yeah. so many of today's children, yeah. they have that knowingness, mm-hmm. oneness with all that is, and also yeah. adults, because I know I was one of those unconscious parents. Mm-hmm. I was that way to my uh, for my my first child, my second mm-hmm. and third child children. I was already on my journey, so I became a conscious nice. parent with the the younger ones. Um, but for parents who today, you know, we are shifting what we teach our children about God, about oneness, about mm-hmm. truth, 
um, Mm -hmm. about being honest and transparent. Mm -hmm. What was it like for you that you could give some advice to these parents and how to how to parent a sensitive child that really knows way more than these parents might know? Mm. Yes. Um, well, I mean, listening is huge. And, and also the recognition that more so than what it is that we say, and even more so than what it is that we do, you know, saying and doing all arises from an energy mm-hmm. um, communication. So I think it's really valuable to start to get familiar with the language of energy. So that means the language of your, of your nervous system, the language of your, of, of your presence, um, because that's, that's what gets translated more than anything. That's what gets communicated more than anything. Um, and also in having an awareness of where it is you're coming from and recognizing your state of being, recognizing your quality of listening, recognizing your quality of presence, then your words and your actions come from that place. They can't help but be informed by um, a wisdom that's naturally present, as opposed to the freak out of a particular nervous system or, uh, or, or the fear of, of, a, of an unquestioned thought or, a, or an assumption. Um, so it's, it's, it's so valuable when you take responsibility for your own experience and, and then the wisdom that you are naturally, spontaneously, very appropriately, you know, this moment knows how to respond to itself, um, yeah. whether it be your child or your furry child or, or your neighbor or an, or an elder. Um, or the and, cashier at the grocery store. Yes, the beloved cashier. <laughs> yeah. You know, what you're saying is so beautiful. And, and I wish I would have known that when mm. I first became a mother. But that didn't come into, into my experience until my, my first child was, by that point, she was already 12 years old. Mm. And my youngest was four. And then we adopted a little boy shortly thereafter who was six years old. Mm, um, but I didn't, I didn't appreciate the moment. I didn't appreciate allowing what was to just be. I was one of those people. And I've been now a coach for, gosh, going on almost 14 years. Once I went through this journey and I, I experienced my oneness with God and I was given my, my life's purpose, which was to become an awareness coach and to, to help people um, become aware because everything yeah. that I do is about awakening humanity to the magnificence within through the power. Hey. of I mean, what, what better job? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Best job in the world. But as I was being guided into this path of self-awareness, I had to change how I parented. I needed to become more aware that my child was just like me, the presence of the divine expressing itself. Yes. So I had to shift from being mother knows best and get off mm-hmm. my parental pedestal okay. and allow my children to move up and meet me at a place of equality as divine mm-hmm. beings. Otherwise, I couldn't meet them in the present moment because I was meeting them in my conditioned past about yeah. I know better and I need to tell you what to do. Um, yeah. And so thank you for giving that beautiful advice of meeting our children in in the now moment. Share some examples 
Mm-hmm. And what would that look like? Because obviously you do mm-hmm. this, so it doesn't have to just be with your, your children. It could be like we yeah. said with a cashier at yeah. a grocery store or the yeah. driver that just cut you off. Sure. Yes. How do you mean people, everything, life, animals, rocks? In yeah, the I know. It's so it's so fun. And, you know, wh- you know, one thing that's also really fun is is, you know, kind of expanding our idea of this now moment, you know, so for example, I remember there was a time there was a little bit of identification of being someone in the now moment and outside of the now moment and then in the now moment again, and then, Oh, darn it outside of the now moment. And and that's, and that's, that's a a very appropriate and very natural um, kind of stage of of, of experience as we open and open and awaken. Um, You know, my experience now is that, Oh goodness, Show me something that has ever been outside of the now moment, and I'll give you a million dollars. I'll give you a billion. <laughs> a billion, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you can't escape this now moment. If we're having a thought about the past, here it is. A thought about the future, here it is. An anxiety about this or about that. It's all happening now. So um, kind of inviting that, 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 that point of reference be so powerful. Wait, hold on a second. What you just huh? said was beautiful and profound. And mm. your, the image froze a little bit. So go ahead and um, see if you can repeat that because that was just so beautiful. <laughs> Is it, am I in? Yeah, okay. yeah, your image. There we go. Okay. Will you repeat that again? Because that was beautiful and profound. To, I would love to. Yeah, so a lot of times when we're constantly trying to be present, our mind be present and our body be present, we sometimes use it to kind of beat ourselves up and turn into an, another, another um, to just validate any sense of us not being or not being spiritual enough or not being wise enough. So when the willingness to allow um to be as it is, emotions to be as they are, body to be as it is. The moment, allow the second, just allow the world and the cosmos to just be itself. Yeah. But, you know, there's a natural quality of forgiveness that arises mm-hmm. where, like, oh, well, we can really um, stop with, with, with trying to make us into something, even if it's the most perfect spiritual present moment being that ever existed, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and I would have to say, if I had to sum up what this journey really has been about, it's about just totally and completely relaxing and enjoying this now moment. Just be present to what is. Your head hurts, be present to that. You stubbed your toe, be present to that. You're dancing, be present to that. You're singing, be present to that. You're sleeping, be present to that. You woke up in the middle of the night, you can't sleep, be present to that. Yes. Oh. Yes, absolutely. Be present. And if it may be a little challenging to be present, notice what is present. Because there is something always present, um, regardless of our experience. And, 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 you know, it's like due to the power of that, we get to so confidently tell our story, so confidently tell our victorious story or our victim story. But mm-hmm. this that is always present, which is 
also who it is we are is this power of awareness that that you invite everyone to 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 explore and and and, and get familiar with and, and gain confidence in and, and that's it Yes, that is exactly what this whole awakening for me has been about, is that there is this presence. And, it, and at first I grew up Catholic and I wanted nothing to do with God. So I went through my uh -huh. spiritual journey for a while. You know, I was studying um, Buddhism and Hinduism. And, mm -hmm. and I, I like the whole idea of, of uh you know, my God being Buddha or my God being Brahman or, or, you know, yes. so many different things. Then, then it was spirit, then it was source and it was creator. Then it was, you know, yeah. love. And now mm. it's God. It doesn't matter what it's called. It knows what it, it is. Yes, it doesn't it does. matter. So actually <laughs> it gave me an acronym to call it when I was having a hard time mm. because it's so benevolent when it is assisting us, it's, yes. it just gives us exactly what we need. And it gave me the acronym of G S E L. And basically all that that means is God is a source of the energy of love. And it said, just call me Jesus. And that way you, you know, you, you'll be okay. It, it won't, uh, you can use the word God <laughs> and I'll have the word source in it. And it has the word energy and it has the word love. Just call me Jesus. And so I, I love it. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I know you have to make up a song for Jesus. Uh, uh, and and it really it, it was all about connecting consciously with yeah. that presence that is there and has always been there. And it's mm -hmm. the part of me that has it was there at my birth, it was there at my conception, it was there at yes. at my first birthday party was there at 10 when dad left. It was there at, you know, 32, it was there at 41. It's there, yes. it's here today at 58. Yes. And that <laughs> presence, which is infinite and, and it's, it's, it's what we're, what's awakening. It's what we're, yeah. we're realizing that presence has been there. And we actually, we are waking up to creating a relationship with that share. Yeah about your relationship with the divine because you know when i watch you i watch your post i watch so many of the things that you do um you align with that so beautifully share your practice how do you when you come out of alignment i know for me i like to stay um for me i don't speak for anybody else i fall out of alignment i still have egoic thoughts mm -hmm. that fear or anger or judgment yeah and then i have to realign myself but what's the yeah. process like for you yeah um i really love uh recognizing that i can be a presence of permission for all of life too or for whatever appears to have a full life so for example i've started noticing um that i can be a nation of peace unto myself including my thoughts and my emotions. Um, I also started noticing that, you know, there's a certain, there's certain seasons and, and just as there, there's weather and the sky, the weather's always changing, the weather's always moving, um, but it's always announcing the presence of a benevolent, always open sky, mm -hmm. a sky that's not looking for an umbrella when it rains, mm -hmm. a sky that's not looking for solid ground during a shaking earth a sky that just naturally is. So in, in, in this 
um, journey that, that has been a journey of again and again, whenever there's some kind of tension arising, some kind of resistance to it, some kind of argument against it, to recognize, take responsibility, you know, because I think one of the huge lessons we as a species are learning is that discomfort at any degree gets displaced if mm -hmm. we're not aware of our capacity to take responsibility for it. Um, and, and so it's been, it's been really beautiful to notice and to stop and to allow also recognizing whatever thoughts, because sometimes we may feel depressed and then have thoughts that uphold that depression, like I'm going to be depressed for a month. Or, I'm going to be depressed for my whole life. Mm -hmm. And when maybe there's a sensation of depression that's here for three seconds yeah. or four seconds when we just um, resist putting our story of time on things and just kind of allow what I notice is a full welcome is a full well go. <laughs> um, love that. Love that. You, you used a, a really powerful word among many, but one that I, that just uh, was a little ping in my ear. You used the word responsibility. Mm -hmm. This, this yes. journey is a journey yes. of incredible responsibility um yes. share whatever whatever arises for you around that word yeah responsibility you know growing up i had so many ideas about what responsibility is and yeah. and and what, and what that would look word. like such a big word what that looks like in my life and you know it's kind of like growing up it was like responsibility was kind of synonymous with chest hair and <laughs> but you know i really feel that at our core you know our nature is is love at our core our nature is benefit at our core our nature is peace at our core our nature is service at our core our nature is creativity and and joy and i feel like their biggest responsibility is to notice if we're showing up as that in our everyday lives beginning with ourselves extended to our children our families, our partners, um, our communities, our worlds, and and then going on a journey to really see how can I take the responsibility to not contribute to the suffering of the world, to not contribute to the pain of the world, to not contribute to the the tears of the world, and really be a presence of of possibility and innovation and creativity and solutions that work for everyone. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And, and this is the, the whole thing about responsibility, as you were saying, when we're little, you know, th this is probably yeah. one of my favorite things that I get to teach is I, yeah. I was just taken through my own life from, from conception mm -hmm. until, um, that moment when I had my encounter of the best kind with Jesus, and oh, hey. and I <laughs> and I was Love shown that. my life, and and I was conditioned to become this responsible girl that mm -hmm. lost touch with my own, you know, my own truth, my own authenticity, and and became what other people needed me to become, so that yes. I could be loved, mm -hmm. and. For 
all these years that I've been teaching and coaching, that's that's the one thing that I'm helping people uh, work through is to yeah. look at how this th this idea of who they were supposed to become as this responsible, yeah. successful being mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is so not necessarily who they authentically are and peeling <laughs> the two, the what you should be from the what you naturally are. Yeah. It's, it's what this journey to me is what this journey is all about is separating the two. They can coexist, but they need yes. to coexist in the proper order of our authentic right. self being allowed mm -hmm. to express. And then who we're showing up in the world as an accountant or as a coach or as uh -huh. a, you know, uh -huh. show up as a singer um, among many things. You know, we, we show up in so many ways, yeah. but this sense of this heaviness of the responsibility changes everything changes everything so um you know we've got sweet it people does. saying hi to us hi you know uh marley hello, Gutierrez. hello. <laughs> thanks for joining us um so much fun and how how do you help because you know you're a teacher how how do you help people sort out the the voice of being responsible, the conditioned, what I call the conditioned egoic self, mm -hmm. and that voice of authenticity that we're developing a relationship with and aligning with? How do you help folks? Give us some tips here. Oh, well, it's such, I mean, it's such a joy. Anyone who's, I know anyone that comes to me, um, you know, is already on some kind of journey already been exploring, already in some ways recognizing the value of authenticity, the value of joy, the value of freedom, the value of, 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 of the light of an awakened life, of an awakened human. And um, so I love the conversations about, you know, things that really tickle them, things that really light them up, you know, the things they enjoy doing. Um, and also the conversations about the things that bring them stress just as just as important um you know throughout the years i've had the honor of, of performing for many spiritual teachers you know all, all over the globe um one of my favorites is a woman named byron katie yeah. there's an incredible process you know i think it's really powerful technology just as we have our phones and we want to get the latest the newest ios and the, the latest operating system um i really think bringing in uh, inquiry and and the awareness that you don't have to believe everything you're thinking. Yeah. In fact, anything you're thinking can um, be questioned. You know, I kind of see it as kind of like with quantum physics and the recognition that there is no separation. We can take any apparent solid object that seems so adamantine, so completely itself, and dive into it, in other words, look at it a little closely with a high-powered microscope, and a whole other world reveals itself. And yeah. look a little closer, a whole other world reveals itself till we get to the space of pure, undiluted energy, mm -hmm. um, where there's no separation, no difference between this or that, no line present. And um, any thought we have, whether it be, I'm not good enough, or I am my egoic self, or I can never do this, or, um, uh, you know, whatever the stressful thought may be, you can always bring it to the light of awareness. So that's another mm -hmm. way of, 
of, of turning up the volume of awareness is your willingness to tell the truth about if a thought that's stressful is true or not. And um, so that's a really powerful process that I do with the beloveds that, that I work with and that has been such a blessing in my life. And, um, and then in that, you know, an education starts unfolding um, of our conversations and in their own direct experience, which is most valuable. Yeah. Where they're really able to tell the difference between what's real and what's not. Yeah. And all the magic that unfolds from then. <laughs> yes. And, and it is, it's, you know, I'm a student of A Course in Miracles. And um, yes, I, I love I, the I course. Love I, mm -hmm. I have uh, lead several uh, study groups with the course. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even in the course, it tells us that even though God is all that is, love mm -hmm. is all that is, that is really what is we are going to have to go through a process that the course calls the happy dream. We're going to be trading all of these fear-based thoughts, all of these judgmental thoughts. We're going to trade them for thoughts of, of, of oneness, of collaboration, mm -hmm. of cooperation, move them into thoughts of, mm -hmm. of beautiful things. So in, in essence, turn it into positive, not the positive that denies what is, but actually a positive that speaks to what is good in each each and every one of us. Yes. Until there is no need to have thoughts or words or descriptions or or anything that defines and confines, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. what we're moving toward, but we're not expected to do that in this lifetime. We don't have to do that. And I think people in the spiritual journey, I know I did for a while. We have this idea of what this ultimate enlightenment and liberation is all about, and we want to get there and achieve that. Mm. And we work so hard to become, mm. you know, th this good enlightened being. Yeah. But it's it's in the absence of needing to be anything that we become everything. And Amen. it's, it's <laughs> in that in that space. Mm that you get to know the truth of who you are. But until then, we are we are looking at these thoughts. We're looking at the thoughts that, that yeah. make it more difficult to be what yes. you are that is undefined. Yes. And, and it sounds like, um, well, I, I see it's what you do, helping people release. And, and Byron Katie's work is beautiful. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Just because you believe something doesn't make it true. And that was so <laughs> shocking to me. What? Right. All of my very important thoughts are not true. Yes. Yes. It's so shocking. <laughs> they were bullshit. Oh, my okay. ideas. Hilarious, right? was so contrived and so yes. mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. well, I, I want to throw in here a little blast from the past. Okay, fine. I, I recently moved and I was going through a box of pictures and I found this picture from when you performed at my old center. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Can you see that? Oh, this my was. Goodness, I can. This was. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, 12 years ago, 2008. Wow. Rolled on. Rolled on, yes. And, and um, Ariel, I don't know if you see. Ariel, yes. Ariel. Ariel. There and um, Mary and, and Mary, yes, oh, so beautiful. It's our beautiful, beautiful group. So that was yes. a lot of fun. Yes, I, that uh, was so much fun. I loved, I, I, I loved your center. 
That was oh, such a so highlight sweet. every time we went to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a sweet experience. But when I heard Here to Hear perform mm. your group, you guys were singing songs that the words were mm. not only words that I was beginning to experience as truths for me, mm. but there was such a such a so much love that you guys put into your performances <laughs> share what it's like to to be a being a soul who chose to incarnate with a gift of song with a gift of singing of writing what is that like to be you <laughs> Well, it's like, you know, this love as you're aware of, once we notice, once we recognize, and, and even if we don't, you know, we have those moments of pure expression and pure joy just just, just, just beaming through. And, um, and, and we kind of mentioned earlier, this is one of our favorite things to talk about. And so it's like, it's not just one of my favorite things to talk about, but one of my favorite things to sing about. In fact, the only thing I can sing about. <laughs> I feel like I've written hundreds of songs, and for me, I've only read it's the same song, just with a little different twist. <laughs> I'm saying it, but I'm always saying the same thing. <laughs> and yeah, it's so much fun. You know, it kind of it feels like ribbons of of delight, ribbons of love, ribbons of joy. You know that just naturally, um, I kind of also feel like I'm singing from the inside of everyone's heart in the space that you know before. You know, I, I, I grew up in the band called Menudo. Yeah. And and we would sing all over the world. And that's you know, when I had... first fell in love with you. That was oh, you so you were one of my crushes because I was that a Menudo so fan. Fun. That's <laughs> so fun. I so love that. That's so fun. But we have coaches that were like, you gotta do everything you can to connect to your audience. And um and so it was really fun to recognize, oh well, I don't have to do nothing to connect yeah. to my audience. You know, it's like there was a moment I recognized that the world that I thought was outside, I noticed, oh, wow, this is happening in my own heart. And everyone yeah. I meet is a be beloved in my own heart. You know, I don't need to connect to anyone. We're already, I think it's Rumi, the 13th century Sufi poet that said, we're so connected that the word connected doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yes, yes. So that had a profound effect in the music that was coming through, the songs, the lyrics that were coming through. Um, you know, there was like, uh, after Menudo, I went to the jungle and spent time and studied with shamans and experimented mm. with um, plant medicines like ayahuasca and San Pedro. And those were huge um anchoring uh um gifts in my experience and um from then you know the music that was coming through it was all about music of confirmation music of mm -hmm. celebration music of invitation and if they were love songs it was different twists on 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 that that experience of of i other and what romantic love can possibly mean. <laughs> yeah, it's really amazing how many love songs there are, all different, but all pointing yes. to the same yes. thing. Yes, all pointing. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yep, yep, this what? heart singing to itself. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly, exactly. What does it feel like to have to birth a song, to to have that experience? I love this question. A lot of times in my experience, it's kind of like there's an energy present. So I kind of feel like I'm I'm I'm, I'm pregnant. I'm I'm marinating with this energy, with this with this communication, and then it's like. I've gotten to the point of the subtle recognition of, oh, okay, lovely. You know, I'm excited to see when it's going to come through. Um, so first it starts as like a sense, like in, in, in my atmosphere um, of what wants to be communicated. And then it starts coming through in lyric and melody, sometimes in my waking state and a lot of times also in my dreaming state where I'll wake up with a whole song and I'll grab my phone and I'll just record it into, 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 into my phone. Um, the most recent one that, 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 that came through that way um, was a couple of weeks ago and it was a song in Spanish, mm. and, um, which was really sweet. So yeah, it, 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 it feels wonderful to be a secretary of the divine. <laughs> I know, I know, it is fun, it really is. Yes. What, what you're saying there reminds me of the, a shift that I had to make and, and it was not an easy shift. And it's that shift of mm. surrendering that I had to allow yes. myself to, and I say allow myself, I had to get out of my own way and yes. stop being the, the block, the obstacle for source mm. to move through me. And we call yeah. it surrendering, like it's a bad thing. Oh, yeah. I got to give up my life and let yeah. God take over. But <laughs> it really, it was just the most amazing shift. I mean, it took quite a few years for it mm -hmm. to be to, mm -hmm. to be grounded in it because, yeah. well, you know, that type A personality. <laughs> and okay. I like to control so many times. It's like, okay, God, I let you be in charge yesterday. I'm going to take over today. Exactly. Exactly. I got to do my exactly. way today. <laughs> and I would totally, have those totally. moments where I, I would feel like um, I, I got it done my way. And inevitably, what I began to realize is every time I did it my way, I was actually making it more difficult for myself. Okay. <laughs> because the source of all that is wants to make the path fun and easy for me. And, and yeah. if I allow it, it just flows. Um, yeah. And it, it is one of those beautiful things. It's like Abraham Hicks says, just yeah. go downstream, go with the flow, let the river yes. take you. How yes. many analogies, how many songs do we need about let the river take you? Okay. I know. I keep, I keep writing them. <laughs> and we keep buying them. Okay. <laughs> but it is, it is really, I love hearing that. You just, you know, the song comes yeah. and you just birth it. That's all we're supposed yeah. to do is. And, you know, what I really uh, love, yeah, birth. We're, 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 we're such, we're, you know, my favorite word um, for a human being is available. Yeah. And for me, there's nothing more powerful. And I really feel that this whole spiritual journey all the variations of it, all the flavors of it, is simply a shift from one who isn't available to one who is available. Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm going to title this this conversation "Be Available." I love that. Love that. And that is that is so. In that sums oh, it up. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so, 
Yes, <laughs> that sums it up, is being available. But what we don't realize, I know I did not realize that what we were becoming available to is so wonderful, so magical, so miraculous, so undefinable and magnificent. Can you hear me? You can. Okay, cool. I can't hear you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so why don't you just refresh? Refresh. So let's see if you can. Can you refresh? You are currently waiting to go live. <laughs> oh, interesting. So let me message him. Um. Can you so, type something in? <laughs> let me send you a message to refresh. Refresh. Okay, I will. I'm going to go off. Yeah. Oh, what a sweet conversation with my dear friend, Ash. And, you know, technical difficulties happen. We are with this present moment. We're just making ourselves available for what is showing up. And what is showing up right now is that we had a little technical difficulty and and that's okay so how beautiful we were just i was just saying we're just being available with the present moment and the present yes. moment called for a moment of refreshing i love it i love a moment yes. of refreshing yes we, we, we were available for yeah. what is and what is wanted refreshing how beautiful yeah. ah how amazing um, so it's no, it's it's freezing. You're freezing, baby. <laughs> yes, it is. It is totally freezing. Um, you know, it, it's uh, one of those things that happens. <laughs> So let's let's have you refresh one more time. Okay. And let's let's see if that maybe maybe that helps. And you know, it, it is again one of those things where we allow what is to be and and it is perfectly okay, perfectly okay for things to unfold the way that they unfold. I know that this journey it was in being with the the discomfort of when things didn't go my way. So, for example, I'm here having this program and I'm supposed to have these guests and and I'm supposed to have people watching this. Everything is supposed to run seamlessly. But life throws us so many curves. There are so many things that happen that come in to test us, to give us up our opportunities to see are we going to show up in alignment with source, which means are we loving all that is? Can we be can we be OK with technical difficulties? Can we be OK with um, things that don't go our way? Can we be OK with life throwing us curveballs? That is the whole point of awakening. It is the whole point of being present. There you are, my friend. Hello. Ah! 
<laughs> yes, can we be okay with how the moment is unfolding? <laughs> yes, it's just such beauty when you don't get rattled and and everything is as 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 it is. Because it's an option. Mm -hmm. It's an option, and to be available as someone who is aligned, going. Oh, I wonder what this is all about. I wonder how Ash is going to come on. I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> just, just an innocent curiosity, like little children. Um, yeah. Maybe this will inspire a song. I was uh, there, and then I wasn't, and I was there, and I wasn't. <laughs> ashes come, and the ashes go. It's all right. Ashes come, and the ashes go. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> so much fun. So share some of the stuff that you are up to. And I'm going to put on here on the screen how people can find you. They Obviously, through Facebook, they can find mm -hmm. you um, as, you know, Ash Reese. You're there. Uh -huh. But uh, for my podcast, those of you listening, if you go to www.ashruiz.com, you will be able to go to Ash's website and find out what he's up to. What are some of the fun things that you're offering people um, in, in ways of, of teachings or yeah. songs or tell mm -hmm. us about the website? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I have so much fun, you know, just as you were saying, the delight in coaching. I love inviting people that are excited about living from this space and excited about turning up the volume of joy and love and creativity and their experience. Um, so I have different coaching packages, whether it's, you know, uh, um, six weeks or three months or, you know, I also do a year one. I do retreats and workshops that you can find in the web, on, on the on the website, um, and uh, I also do the same thing with singing. So mm -hmm. I call it vocal liberation, um, and you know it's 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 coaching because what's so wonderful is that you know the actual physical aspect of singing is two percent. You know what's really being communicated is your authentic being, your soul, your, your energy. Um, and however that comes forth is so powerful where it comes from is where it lands. And, um, so I love doing uh, vocal coaching as well, whether it be for speakers or for singers, um, or for someone who just likes to coach and sing also at the same time, <laughs> I have some clients that aren't necessarily singers, but they love singing while they're learning <laughs> about being aware presence <laughs> oh how beautiful can yeah. you teach anybody how to sing yes 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 especially when we move through all of our ideas about what it means to sing and what it's how we shouldn't sing and what good singing sounds like but you know once we kind of kind of clear out those cobwebs we really excuse me, we really allow our authentic voice to come through and we can fall in love with the notes that come through. You know, it's like you cannot hit a wrong note 
when you're singing from your heart. It may sound that way and people may have some ideas about that, but that's none of your business. (laughs) You sing your heart out to the world, child. It's like, oh, people are going to have something to say? Welcome to planet Earth. (laughs) And... And and you start noticing that what people how people respond is from the same place that your song comes from, and that's with love and appreciation and and delight, and um, so that's really fun. Next Monday, I'm starting an eleven day immersion into non duality. Oh, so yes. a celebration of all the various paths, whether it be Sufism, Advaita Vedanta, Dzogchen, uh, Mahamudra, um, Christian mysticism, uh, Kabbalah, a new thought, uh, and all the various teachers and, and the different flavors of inviting this moment to notice itself. Um, so it's gonna be a really sweet exploration uh, of the sampler of these pointings and these teachings and an invitation to have a direct experience that all of these beloveds, all of these masters, all of these teachers throughout the ages are facets of your own being, the self calling itself home in various ways. Um, So that begins next Monday and it runs for 45 minutes every day for 11 days, starting on March 16th. (laughs) March 16th, that's 2020. Yes. Who are listening to this year, for those who are listening to in the year 2030. Oh, Um, that's right. Hello, beloveds. It's still now. It's still now. (laughs) We're always, always in the present now. And I'm sure on your website at ashreese.com that you will have other wonderful Yes. Uh, yes. That now yes. moment in this now moment. <laughs> yes. Um, so speaking of to take what you just said and and kind of use that to to mm-hmm. wrap up our conversation. All of these different teachers, yeah, through the ages, mm-hmm. are really truly nothing more than aspects of ourselves showing up, expressing itself, themselves, ourselves in all of the infinite possible ways that we can show up. <laughs> yes. Doesn't it boggle your mind that <laughs> we have been taught that God, especially by religion, God is mm-hmm. omnipotent. It is, it mm-hmm. is infinite. It is ever present. We've, we've given God rightfully mm-hmm. so permission to be infinite. Uh-huh. But when it comes to people, we somehow decide that God has made mistakes. And we begin to say, this one's okay, loved by God. That one's not okay, not loved by God. Mm -hmm. In in this this journey that that keeps unfolding for me, Mm -hmm. if there is one thing that I have come to realize is that the creator, the creative source of all that is, has absolutely zero limit to how it can express itself, not just as people, but as water, as air, Mm -hmm. as trees, as birds, as leaves. Circumstances. Circumstances, Mm -hmm. as planets, as so much. Yeah. As, As somebody who has grown up, like you said, in the South and gay, bless your heart. (laughs) (laughs) How do you, or, or what would you say to somebody who's listening to this, 
who feels that they have been taught that somehow who they are is a mistake, somehow who they are is not how God created them. Mm. What words of wisdom can you share to help one person that I'm sure needs to hear this know that they truly are part of the magnificence of this infinite creator? Mm. I have been taught many things as well. (laughs) (laughs) I have been given all kinds of sentences and paragraphs and um, the world has suggested many things. (laughs) And it's so wonderful to notice that even though so much has been shared, so much has been suggested, so much has been attributed to, so much has been attempted to define and label and capture and grasp, there is a part of you that remains completely wild, untamed, and free. There is a part of you that is overflowing to such a degree that nothing can penetrate, nothing can interrupt that purity, that innocence. And by taking a moment, maybe the only moment that is, which is this one, where you are right now, this moment to stop and not have to know anything. For a second, it's kind of like leaving your shoes at the door. Leave your ideas about about who you are at the door for a moment. And notice that there is a quality to this moment that's doesn't there's that doesn't need to be solved. It doesn't need to be fixed. It doesn't need to be learned. Just an innate shine, an innate cognizance. And this is an endless exploration, an endless discovery, and everything about your life, every part about your life. If you're listening to this right now, every part of your life, whether it be a Skittle bag or this commercial or that movie or this conversation or that cashier or this or, or that experience with your mom or your everything is going to invite you to recognize this in a more deeper profound and confident way so i'm so excited for you beloved <laughs> so excited <laughs> oh, what a what a beautiful what a beautiful way to complete there's not much to add to that um, except that I'm going to invite you to join me next Monday, March 16th. My next guest is uh, uh, a dear friend, Yugi Kirkpatrick. You're going to love her. She is fabulous. What what a beautiful soul she is. Um, And Ash, thank you so much for for sharing this with me. I feel just so blessed and, and honored by your presence and your love, your compassion. I just can just been wrapped in <laughs> ash. <laughs> it's just delicious, delicious. Thank you, my sweet friend. And, oh, thank and- you, Lina. I really love that we get to have this conversation and love that you're sharing these conversations with everyone. So profound and just a big hug and blessings to all your guests reverberating through all times. <laughs> thank you. Such gratitude. Well, Continue to remember that you are truly magnificent and allow yourself to keep going (laughs) until the day that you get to the place that you reach the inside um, 
within you, deep down in that altar inside of you, where you will come <laughs> to know that that is the truth and you will stop questioning because at the mm. end of the day, we are really just returning to the truth of who we are. Thank yeah. you so much. And what a sweet little um, <laughs> moment. Thank you. Love you, Thank Ash. you, Lana. Love you. Everybody. Love to everyone listening. <laughs> Bye-bye, everyone. Right. You're magnificent. Bye-bye. <laughs>